0: Today's episode is brought to you by Thin Mints.
1: Thin Mints.
0: The mint that's
1: thin. The thinnest mint there ever was. I thought maybe there'd be a little um, story about Thin Mints on here.
0: You know they're vegan? Are they? Yeah, I was informed yesterday by my vegan co-worker that they are in fact vegan.
1: It says crisp crisp wafers covered in chocolatey coating made with natural oil of peppermint. So nice. So my mom got me Girl Scout cookies, and she goes, wait, oh. She goes, what? She got, like, one of every flavor. <laughs> <And> she's like <laughs> One of every kind. She's like, which one do you want? Mm-hmm. And, like, my favorites mm-hmm. are the Tagalongs. Yeah, the, oh, so good. The peanut butter ones. Yeah. So she's like, pick between mm-hmm. the peanut butter ones and the Thin mm-hmm. Mints, because the other ones, like, I don't like that much. Yeah. And... I was like, oh, I really don't know, and I was going to go for the Tagalongs, mm-hmm. but the serving size on the Tagalongs is two, mm-hmm. and the Thin Mints are four. Gotcha. So I figured, More but that didn't buck. stop me from just eating ten prior yeah. to reporting. Yeah. So. But they're thinner. Yeah, and they're like, mintier. They have to be healthier. Yeah. Because they're just, they're smaller in exactly. size. I mean,
0: peanut butter, you know, fattening. Mints? Mint leaves? That's,
1: you're basically eating mint leaves. Yeah, basically eating a vegetable. Yeah. So uh, drop your favorite Girl Scout cookie in the comments.
0: I have a slightly unpopular opinion. While the Tagalongs are my favorite, I think Girl Scout cookies are highly overrated. Really? I think Oreos are worth it. Like, if you want a cookie, get an Oreo.
1: I mean, I like Oreos, but no, I think Girl Scout cookies. And I think the thing with Girl Scout cookies are that they're like the hidden... Like, you, you have to work to get them. Like, you could just walk into any old store and buy Oreos. You have to, like, find a little bitch on a corner <laughs> to get Girl Scout cookies. Like, you can't just acquire yeah. them at any point. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, like, the apple, you know? What was it called? It's the forbidden fruit. That's exactly what it is. It's the like, apple. It's the forbidden <laughs> fruit. Because, I, I mean, if you put a gun to my head right now and were like, get me some Girl Scout yeah. cookies, I couldn't help you. I don't even know where my mom got these from. There's a Girl Scout house down the street. You can't just walk in. Yes, you can. No, you can't. (laughs) You cannot just walk. First of all, and they only sell Girl Scout cookies at certain times. They don't just.
0: I'm sure if you went on an an off-season date at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon when their business hours are open, you could order some.
1: I don't think so. I think you have to find a little girl. <laughs> On the corner. On the corner. Oh. Seriously. Oh, my mom's favorites are, oh, what are they called? Like the butter ones? Oh, short uh, shortbreads? No, I think they have like an interesting name.
0: Um, yeah, I know what you're talking I about. And then
1: there's one that's like Dipsy Doody's.
0: Dipsy Doodies.
1: But I just feel like Thin Mints and tagalongs yeah. are the best. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I like Oreos, but.
0: Yeah. I ate an entire sleeve of pistachio Oreos the other day. Oh, I never had those. so good. They're so fucking good. So
1: far, my favorite Oreos that I've had mm. besides regular ones, because I'm quite the minimalist, mm-hmm. are the birthday cake ones. They're really good. But I also don't like, like, the double stuff. Like, it's too much cream.
0: Yeah, I'm a nice... I'm like... I like the ratio. Yeah. I like the ratio. Peanut butter are my favorite. The peanut butter Oreos.
1: Those are... Yeah, those are good. You'd think those would be my favorite, because yeah. I love peanut butter, mm-hmm. but... Let's just turn this podcast into a, a, a cookie podcast. Mm-hmm. I could easily do that. Yeah. I've probably had every cookie in the world. So maybe one day we'll I was watching now that's what I call cookie. No, that's what I call a cookie. Uh, Stephanie, you want a cookie? I,
0: ah. <laughs> I was watching um a Shane Dawson. Well it was a Ryland video last night. And they went um back to school like snack shopping. Him, his sister Morgan and Shane. And they make these I don't know if you are seen these. They're fiery gushers. like hot and spicy
1: gushers
0: and it's apparently it's like hot sauce in a gusher yeah that's so gross right
1: i never liked gushers ah yeah i wasn't a big fan of them i loved fruit snacks yeah i still love fruit snacks but and i never liked fruit by the foot like i liked getting them because i thought it was cool yeah i liked fruit by
0: the foot i didn't like fruit roll-ups
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you remember when they had the fruit roll-ups that you could put like a tattoo on, on your, your tongue? Lo- on your tongue.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. cool. But
1: they tasted shitty. But yeah, yeah. you're right. The fruit roll-ups. Yeah. I mean, the fruit by the foot's were really good. Yeah. But the fruit roll-ups yeah. sucked.
0: The fruit roll-ups had this watermelon flavor that was so fucking good.
1: What do you think the best fruit snacks were? One, two, three, four, two. Frozen. Frozen.
0: Oh uh, my! Yeah, I agree with you. The the blue Scooby head was so good. Yeah. But my mom, when she was this, well, not anymore because my sisters aren't in high school anymore. But
1: frozen wasn't even a thing back when they were little. Yeah, 2013.
0: So they were still in high school.
1: So what does that have to do?
0: So my mom would make their lunches. That's so cute. And would give them a snack, and the little snack would be these frozen fruit snacks. I want to. And she to would make buy them in, in bulk at BJ's so they come in like a, a, like a box and then you know there'd be like a hundred in there so I would like take some just like cause, to nibble on mm. and they're really good but yeah I agree with you. the Scooby the Spongebob
1: were ones great. were good too because like any of those ones that are not translucent yes, like they not, have yes. that weird looking yeah
0: like they're milky but they're
1: not milky yeah yeah, yeah yeah well anyway thanks for tuning in to us talking about snacks hey we're, at least we're talking about like mm-hmm. older snacks now yeah. so we're kind of being nostalgic yeah it's so funny So how was your week? Um, it was exhausting.
0: Um, I had spring break, but, um, I worked a lot. And then this week, the regional director of my company is coming to see my store. So I've been working nonstop nine hour days to make the store look great. So I'm tired. How are you doing?
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I'm fine. Um... We celebrated St. Patrick's Day this past weekend. We did. Uh, but what did you do for St. Patrick's
0: Day? Um, I drank. What did you do for St. Patrick's Day?
1: I went to a party at Will's house. and <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never drinking again, and I'm never going to Will's house again. Yeah, so.
0: Steph had 13 shots of Jameson.
1: I fucking want to die.
0: <laughs> She's still hung over from it.
1: No, I'm not. And that's something I'd like to say. Yeah. I'm a fucking champ, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I got up, and I fucking went, and I did my shit. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, even, like, Melissa was saying mm-hmm. to me, she was like, I would literally be dead. Mm-hmm. I got home at fucking 4 a.m., and I still got up and was, like, a human. Like, I—and it's because I drink a lot, mm-hmm. so my body is, like— mm-hmm. Welcome home.
0: Steph walked home with a goddamn knife in her I hand. I didn't
1: walk home. I need to find your knife for you, though. I don't want your mom to get mad. Nothing but knives in my
0: pocket.
1: We have gotten to, now that's what I call music. God, 32. What's 32 in Spanish? I have absolutely no idea. Treta dolce. Really? I don't know. Uh? Treta? No. Dulce. Treta dolce. Treta dolce. Anyway. <laughs> It was released on November 3rd, 2009. For the first time in the series, it includes a track as part of its What's Next New Music preview. I thought you
0: were going to say, for the first time in Drag Race and I was triggered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, the last song... So there's 21 songs yes. on this one, which is absolutely nuts. It debuted at number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100. Whoa. There are three number 1s. So, um, anyway... For the first time, and now that's what I call music (laughs) history. we've decided to split it up. Like, we talked about doing it in the last episode, but we decided to really do it. So, I took the odds, Will took the Mm -hmm. evens, and we're going to see how it goes. So, bear with us. If you don't like it and you like us both talking the whole time, Mm -hmm. then just let us know.
0: Because it's not like it's going to be like, Steph talks for two minutes straight about one song and I just sit here in silence. I'm going to be interjecting on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're going to be good. It's going to be good. Let's let's hope for the best. Mm -hmm. Also, it made the research a lot easier, so I'm not as cranky as I usually am. That was I Got a Feeling by the Black (laughs) Eyed Peas.
0: The inescapable...
1: That was the second single from their fifth studio album, The Endy. It was produced by David Guetta. First time we're hearing about him. It debuted at number two on the Billboard Hot 100, but it was blocked from getting to number one by their own song, Mm -hmm. Boom Boom Pow, making them one of 11 artists who have occupied the top two positions of the chart. You
0: know who one of those artists are? Ariana Grande. You don't know who else? Taylor Swift? Yes. Um, Care about Ariana Grande? The
1: song was nominated. Oh, wait. So it eventually reached number one. Yeah. Um, The song was nominated for Record of the Year at the 52nd Grammys. It won Best Performance by a Duo or group with vocals. Um, It was ranked number five on the Billboard Hot 100 Songs of the Decade, which is crazy. Wow. It was nominated as Song of the Year at the 2009 Mm -hmm. World Music Awards. In March of 2011, it became the first song in digital history to sell over 7 million copies in the U.S., as of September 2017, it has over 8.9 million downloads and holds the record for most downloaded song on iTunes of all time.
0: That's insane. Like, that is literally crazy. I
1: know. Like I was like writing this all down. And I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah. This also makes it the highest selling single I'm sorry, highest selling digital as well as non-charity single in the US ever. Wow spent fourteen consecutive weeks atop the Billboard Hot Two oh The longest ever run one I'm so sorry. Yeah. Longest number one single of the year. Worldwide, it was the most successful song of the twenty first century, with estimates putting combined sales and streams between thirteen and fifteen million units until passed by Happy by Pharrell in 2014. <laughs> so like I did not know this. Like, I mean, I knew it was, yeah. like, obviously a big song. Yeah. But like, I did not know. It has
0: that, like... I feel like... I think the reason it did so well is because it has that, that sound and that message where it's like, yeah, like, we're all going out. We're all going to have a good time.
1: Yeah, so Will I am actually was, like... At the time, like, the news was just, like, really bleak mm-hmm. and, like, everything was just kind of, like, sad mm-hmm. and he's, like, this is just kind of dedicated to, like, the party people, yeah. like, the people that like to go out and have a good time yeah. and, um... Yeah, I mean, I remember when, uh, like, when I was younger and this song came out. Um, like, I'm like such a big like, I'm taking this as a sign. I'm mm-hmm. taking this as a sign. Yeah. For, so, like, whenever I'd hear it on the radio, I'd be like, okay, it's gonna be a good night. And it's like, of course, I'd hear it on the radio yeah. every single yeah, time I, I had know. plans because, as you just heard me say, it was the biggest fucking song in the world.
0: I think I heard it on the radio three times in the past week.
1: I know. Yeah. And I still sometimes think to myself, yeah. like, I'm going to have a good night. <laughs> Did not hear it on the way to your house on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I had a rough night. <laughs> I got a feeling this is going to be a rough night. And he, and, no, I shouldn't say any pender party yeah. and, ends like that because I feel like usually I'm fine. But well,
0: after Bohemian Rhapsody is played for the fourth time, I know, it's hard to be able to call it a night.
1: I don't even remember. I remember going live on Facebook. Yeah. It was it.
0: That was embarrassing.
1: And then... I don't I don't remember anything but we didn't listen to Defying Gravity
0: that's that's not normally a pender party that's more of our it's
1: happened at pender parties okay who was DJing you know when Kyle doesn't DJ I feel like it's kind of bleak
0: Kyle was DJing and then towards
1: the end but like in the beginning I feel like it was just Kaylee because he wasn't there yeah
0: Let's have some fun this beat is sick I want to take a ride on your disco stick Let's have some fun this beat is sick I want to take a ride on your disco stick That was Soak Up The Sun by Sheryl Crow.
1: <laughs> <Ew>.
0: <laughs> that was Love Game by Lady Gaga. This is our third consecutive Lady Gaga song after Poker Face and Just Dance. It was from her debut album, The Fame, and it was produced by Red One, and it was released as the third single in North America, and the fourth single in Australia, New Zealand, and Sweden, because they got AA, Nothing Else I Can Say, as the third single. Yeah, so that was... (coughs) (coughs) Wow. Sorry. So, that was released as the third single everywhere except North America. It had a music video, um, but for some reason, they decided not to go with it. Um, in America, which is weird, because I love that song.
1: Yeah, I love that yeah. song,
0: too. Uh, so the song received critical acclaim with critics and audiences alike appreciating the rhythm of the song, and the lyric, I want to take a ride on your disco stick. Um, which is obviously what the song is most well known for. I feel like that's what Lady Gaga is most well known for too. The disco stick lyric.
1: Really? Because I think she's most well known for playing Allie, the <laughs> uh, absolutely beautiful and stunning superstar in the third rendition of *A Star Is Born* in 2018. Fourth.
0: Yeah. 30s. 30s. 50s. 70s, and this one.
1: Obviously, doesn't matter because it was the best. It was the best. No,
0: fully, fully the best one. What are you going to do when we get to that one being on one of the nails?
1: I'll be dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not be alive by then.
0: Um, so the song was a commercial success, um, and it also had a number of remixes, which I didn't know about, but there was a Marilyn Manson remix.
1: Interesting. And
0: I didn't take the time to listen to it, but it's a thing. Um, sure. So the song hit number four in the U.S., And number one on the mainstream top 40 charts, which is pretty rad. Um, And Gaga described the song as a time she was at a nightclub and had a sexual crush on somebody. And she actually went up to this person and said, I want to ride your disco stick. Um, And there we go. That's how the song (laughs) became a thing. Um, And fun fact, the music video was directed by our fave guy, Joseph Kahn. And it was banned in a bunch of countries because it was um, perceived as, like, provocative and dirty. Uh, but, yeah, so I love the song. This is—I I personally think this is one of Lady Gaga's, like, most underrated but songs. But
1: why did she say disco stick? Like, what—
0: like, Because she thought it was a clever euphemism for penis.
1: But why?
0: Like, disco? Because she was at a stick? nightclub. I'm just
1: kidding.
0: Disco. Stick.
1: Maybe because it sounds like dick, 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 disco. Or
0: because she was at a nightclub and she wanted to dance on his disco stick. But
1: nightclubs only play disco music? It's a... <laughs> only in a perfect world.
0: True. I can't wait to go to paradise and dance in that one disco room all night.
1: Yeah, I, I like the other room better. i, let, I, I I'd I'd re- like no, I I like the room better. Mm-hmm. I wish they were playing the music that they play in that room in the other yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Because I just feel like it's hard to dance in yeah. the Disco Room. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's. Like, I don't feel like you're supposed to dance. Yeah. That was "Down" by Jay Sean featuring Lil Wayne. I did not know that Jay Sean was British, but yeah. I now know that. Yeah. This was the debut single on his first album in North America, "All or Nothing." In the UK, it was a lead single from his third studio album. So, it's um, as I said, featuring his label mate Lil Wayne. It was the seventh best-selling single of 2009. It was certified platinum in many countries it went on to sell 6 million copies in the US and received large airplay on the radio worldwide. It hit number 1 on the Billboard Hot 100, so this is now our third number 1. Second. Oh, never mind, yeah. Cuz Love Game wasn't. It unseated, I got a feeling, after their 26 week reign at number 1. This made Jay Sean the f- <laughs> Sorry. This made Jay Sean the first British act to score a Billboard Hot 100. Number one since Viva La Vida in 2008 and the fourth British act overall in the 2000s decade. Wow. He was also the first British act to have reached number one in the U.S. and not the U.K. since Kiss from a Rose by Seal in 1995. Seal's British? Apparently. Huh. But that's a little crazy to me. Yeah. That it like went number one in the U.S. but didn't go number yeah, Because this song so was fucking huge. This song
0: was the biggest song ever. It's like, so
1: that's kind of weird, especially because he's from there. Yeah. Like, I feel like you would just assume enough, yeah. but obviously that's, like, not a common yeah. thing because it has, hadn't happened since 1995. Yeah. It was the best-selling single by a British-European male in North America since Candle in the Wind by Elton John in wow. 2007, mm-hmm. and the first by a British-Asian since Freddie Mercury in 1980. Wow. Very cool. So Jay Sean was breaking barriers with this song. Yeah. The song slaps.
0: I, I love, love this song. song. This is I such a good I love
1: this song. Yeah. I also think it's funny because I'm like, is this when it started? Like when people would say like, are you down? Like, or did, was that a thing before this? I don't know. I mean. Like, I'm so down. I say, I say that all the time. Oh, uh, me too. Or like, I'm so down with whatever. Yeah. Like, I say that all the time. I don't think it
0: started because, because of this song. I think it was just starting as a pop culture thing. And that's when he wrote it, the song. And I think that's kind of just. It kind of just developed into a thing.
1: Yeah, but then I was also reading, and he wrote, like, that is similar to what the Black IPs were saying, that, like, this was, like, I guess there was, like, sad shit going on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Michael Jackson died around this time, but yeah. we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, he was, like, everything was just, like, down. Mm. So, but he, but it doesn't sound like he's using the word down in well, that way.
0: okay, so 2008 and 2009, so... It was the end of Bush's presidency. Obama was just becoming president. The war on terror was still, like, going on. So, like, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I feel like it's always sad. Yeah. The news news is always really sad. Yeah. I, I watch the news every day, and it's, like, it's just one thing after another. I know, yeah. Horrible stuff. Yeah. Especially now. I know. With the state of our political era. Yeah. Fuck you, Trump. You're snowflake. <laughs> all right. Oh, we don't do that anymore. You know a lot of girls be Thinking my songs are about them This is not to get confused This one's for you
0: Baby, you my
1: and You all I am
0: that was best I ever had by Drake from his first EP so far gone, our first Drake song.
1: I know, crazy, right? So exciting.
0: I, I didn't realize we've had like ten years of Drake music so far, like in our in our lives. Like, I know, it's crazy.
1: I was talking about it with Kaylee, mm-hmm. and I was saying how because you know she was saying that she's like enjoying these episodes mm-hmm. now because she really knows all yeah. the songs, and I was like, to me, it feels like this is now. Yes, like, I, but I'm like, no, this is literally ten yeah. years ago. But to me, it's just like, no, this... this, But you think about it, and amazingly, almost every artist is still very relevant For the
0: most part on this one, yeah, definitely. So,
1: kind of, we're not wrong, No,
0: yeah. It was released as a double side with Fancy. Remember Fancy? I love Fancy. Mm -hmm. Oh, you fancy, huh? You fancy, huh? Um, So the song also samples Fallen in Love by Hamilton, Joe Frank, and Reynolds... And do it for the boy by Lil Wayne, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So it hit number two on the Hot 100, and it became Drake's first top ten single, and it was his highest charting song until One Dance hit number one in 2016. So we didn't get a number one for seven years. Wow! Yeah,
1: that's crazy.
0: Yeah, it was nominated for two Grammys: uh, Best Rap Solo Performance and Best Rap Song.
1: I loved Drake. Like I remember when he first came out, I was obsessed with him, and I remember hearing like a story about how he used to imitate Lil Wayne mm-hmm. and, like, sent it into Lil Wayne or something. Like, mm-hmm. somehow Lil Wayne, like, discovered it yeah. because of him imitating him. Uh-huh. I was like, I love this guy. Oh, Send me a mixtape. Yeah. And, like, basically, Lil Wayne was the reason that he became signed. Oh, like and
0: Drake does a funny impersonation of Lil Wayne on SNL. When Drake hosted SNL, he
1: did a, a skit where he played Lil Wayne. It was so funny. Yeah, I mean, he's an actor, yeah. so... It kind of makes sense, yeah, why he was good on SNL mm-hmm. and stuff, but I always loved him. I loved this song, mm-hmm. and I just love those sweatpants, hair tattoos, chillin' you know, with no makeup, makeup on.
0: Over. That was like, yeah, that's like still said,
1: yeah, but but then he says, That's when you're the prettiest. Yeah. I hope you don't take it wrong, yeah. and it's just like, okay, I understand, yes, men don't like when women wear a lot of makeup, yes, but, we get it, but like, um. I can tell you right now, yeah. I am not the prettiest. So my pants hair tied challenge with a makeup So you're just lying if you think so. God. <laughs> if you're a boy and you're listening to this and you have a problem with girls wearing makeup, like just shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, like it's makeup. Who cares? It's fun. Yeah. It's an art.
1: And I was like,
0: why are you so obsessed with me? So, so.
1: that was Obsessed by Mariah Carey.
0: Where was the last time you heard that song? If you can name this. We were together somewhere, and this song was very prominently featured.
1: Reputation Tour? Yes. Okay. Because I I listen to this song a lot, so... Um, this is from her 12th studio album, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. You're <laughs> <laughs> the most like Keisha. <laughs> this is the lead single. Um, it draws influences from R&B and hip-hop, accentuated by hand claps and processed with autotune. Lyrically, the song describes her dilemma regarding constant claims of a prior relationship from rapper Eminem, although he is not specifically mentioned. Mm-hmm. I did not know this. Yes. Well-received by critics, many called it the standout of the album. They complimented the clever lyrics, which I agree. At the time of the release, it was at the center of some controversy because Eminem had been like negatively referencing her many times. Um, and then after this song, he wrote The Warning, which I haven't heard as a response. It peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100, becoming her 27th top 10 hit. Oh, my
0: God. In
1: terms of total top 10 hits on the chart, among all artists in the chart's history, she's tied for fifth place after the song's peak with Janet Jackson and Alan John. Wow. There's two videos. Mm-hmm. One was filmed at the Plaza Hotel in mm-hmm. New York, and Gucci Mane is in it. Um, both the song and video, or I guess one of the videos, mm-hmm. have many references to the 2004 absolute masterpiece of cinematic enterprise, Mean Girls. Yes, the best movie of our generation.
0: Yeah, she's Mariah is a huge fan of Mean Girls. Yeah,
1: but like I like never realized. Really, like, I didn't realize it. like because I know she says like Why are you yeah. so obsessed with me?" But like timeline wise, like I'm like, did Mean Girls come out yet? Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. So, um, but I don't think I've ever seen the video.
0: She dresses up like Eminem in the music video.
1: <laughs> well, I know like the guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, cause she's playing the stalker. Yeah. Um, so basically what happened was in 2001, she decided to venture into the film industry with her debut acting role in sparkle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Glitter. Yes. Good reference. It was a critical <laughs> and commercial failure, which led to her. One hundred million dollar recording contract being bought out by Virgin Records, who paid her forty nine million to part ways. Um, Could you imagine? She was having like like erratic behavior and just like she was hospitalized. Like she was literally just losing her mind. So during this time, Eminem claimed to have dated her for six months, and he was basically referencing her in a bunch of songs, like negatively feeling angered by the relationship, I guess, ending or whatever. Um, And her song Clown, which was on her album Charm Bracelet, has voice recordings. Or, no, I'm sorry. He plays that song, or he was playing that song, like, at his tour. Um, Then he would perform the song Puke, which we know is, like, not about her. So, Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, He released... Relapse, which included a song ba- Bagpipes from Baghdad, in which he addresses Mariah's denial that their relationship ever happened. In the lyrics, he expresses that he's not done talking about the subject. I want another crack at you, and Nick Cannon better back the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not playing, I want her back, you punk. <laughs> Good luck with that.
0: Yeah,
1: but it's just like it's crazy. I know. Like, if that's true, yeah. it's almost like. I know someone that's a little psychotic that thinks that they have had relationships with people and just haven't. So, but yeah, like it's just I I had absolutely no idea yeah. that this was like about. I'm like I guess I was just like I used to be so out of touch. Yeah. Like now I think I'm very in touch with pop yeah. culture, but back then I just didn't know.
0: Well, yeah, because like well back I hate saying back then, but yeah, back then you I mean you still go out a lot, but you're always out, you're always doing your thing, you're always you know. Like, Jess's, Jackie's doing your thing. I was always home, just on Wikipedia, you know, just surfing the web. So I, I, learned all this useless information. And now that with like all these social media apps, the information is so easily grasped from everything.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right.
0: That was Whatcha Say by Jason Derulo, our first Jason Derulo song. I fucking
1: loved it. Oh,
0: my God. This was the first single released from his self-titled debut album, and it was released on May 5th, 2009 as a digital- Single de Mayo! Mayo, as a digital download, and then was officially released on August 4th, 2009. It was produced by J.R. Rotem, um, with
1: uh,
0: JR, Sean Kingston, um, with um, assistance from Fuego. And it heavily samples the amazingly classic, greatest song of our generation, Hide and Seek, by Imogene Heap.
1: Let me tell you so, Jackie and Jess and I were uh, like obsessed with Imogene Heap and obsessed with that song. We were so pissed. <laughs> that yeah. this song was sampled and that, like, all these people thought they knew and, like, didn't know where mm-hmm. it came from. Like, we were pissed. Uh, I was pissed, too. I remember. But when you think about it, it's not a bad thing no. to sample a song. Like, it's, like, I don't know. I don't know why I was, like, offended by it. But Because it was, like,
0: going mainstream. Yeah, like, all these, oh, yeah,
1: all the cool, popular kids, yeah. like, think they know Imogenia. But, like, most people don't even know that it's a sample. Exactly.
0: It's the same thing when she was sampled on Ariana Grande's album, Goodnight and Go. I don't think I heard that song. Oh, really? Yeah, she sampled Imogene's song, literally Goodnight and Go, and just, like, kind of, like, revamped it a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I heard that song.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, goodnight, <laughs> well, Goodnight, I guess. Well, Goodnight, I guess. And this song actually also topped the Billboard Top 100 for one week. Every, like, one of my favorite memories from sitting outside in Jackie's backyard, we would just sit in silence with this song playing.
1: I know. Not this Not song. Not this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like,
0: what <laughs> hide and seek just playing like we would just sit in silence I and this song would just play I remember
1: play. one day me and Jess I wish I could find like I wish that I had access to it. we made a vine where like her, her I think you were there yeah. we were in her room but you were just not paying attention to us like her phone rang and she's like hello who is this and then it's just like Jason Derulo yeah. like it's just funny that he always has yeah. his name I know in his songs uh. I mean a lot of people do it I just think yeah. it's funny
0: um, so the song was inspired by a phone call that Jason received from his brother. So he says, one day my brother called me and said, I cheated on my girl, but I love her so much and I hope she'll give me one more shot. I found his story really compelling. So I just went into the studio and tried it out. You know, people go through that kind of stuff every single day, which is why yeah, the song, they do. Which is why the song is so relatable. She did save my brother back, though, and they're actually engaged now. So it all worked out good in the end. Regarding to have the sampling of Hide and Seek by Imogene Heap, uh, Derulo called Heap an incredible talent and stated that he loved the song. And then Imogene Heap said that she was in love with what you say. She loved the sample. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not, again. Not, again. Not, again. Not again. Oh, this thing's supposed to
1: happen to me. Yeah, yeah. Keep rocking and keep knocking. Whether you will be tiny up or rebocking. You see the hate that they serve it on. That was Knock You Down by Carrie Hilson featuring Neo and Kanye West. Mm. This was from her debut album In a Perfect World. All three artists wrote on the song with its producer Nate Danger Hills. Mm. Part of the song refers to her... Wait, what? Oh. Part of the song refers to Michael Jackson, coincidentally, and released around the same time of his death. Like um, Kanye says, real bad. Real bad bad
0: Michael Jackson. So
1: we just have to talk about it.
0: I haven't watched it yet, but...
1: You haven't watched it? No. I only watched the second part. Okay, so we're talking about finding Neverland? Leaving Neverland. Leaving Neverland. I keep saying it's called finding. I don't know why.
0: Because there's a movie called Finding Neverland. Oh, yeah. but not about it. No, it's about Peter Pan. Oh.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, there's a two-part HBO documentary called Leaving Neverland about two of um, his victims.
0: Victims. Yeah. they, yeah, yeah, victims. Victims.
1: It's really disturbing. I only saw the second part because I fell asleep during the first part, but yeah. I've read a lot of articles and talked to a lot of people that have watched it and... You know, my mom was, like, the biggest skeptic, like, mm-hmm. when I was telling her about it, and she watched it, and she was like, I can't stop crying. Like, oh, yeah. it's just horrible. Like, so I just feel like you just have to watch it, yeah. but... It was nominated for the Grammy for Best Rap Song Collab at the 52nd Grammys. It peaked at number one in New Zealand, which I wrote down, but then I realized that I'm also really sad because of what just happened. Oh,
0: I you. know! Oh, my God! <laughs> I was
1: hysterically crying! You no, know, it's so sad. Our heart goes out to everyone affected by Yeah, that. if you're that a New word. Zealand listener... We not love you. Not we're that fine. we're like famous, but it's like donate money to them. Okay. In the name of Nell is what I call oh, totally. If you know of like where we can set money, Lows. Yeah, please. Um, it reached the top ten in Canada, Ireland, UK and the US. So it didn't quite go number one, but it was in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is her first song
0: yes this is her definitely her. because i thought
1: album. pretty girl rock came out
0: first second. okay that's her second album
1: i have to say i love this song me so too. much i i, lo- I really like Carrie. and i thing. think it's funny how it starts in the beginning it almost sounds like obsessed yeah uh, like her voice yeah me. <laughs> yeah it's just funny to yeah. me but um yeah i think i really think like the neo and kanye like they both bring a lot to it like but they don't take away from her and like the way that it's just produced and like the mm. flow of it yeah. is just really good. I don't know. I've always loved the song.
0: I love the song. But I like so kinda
1: cool. forgot about it after like, a yeah. And then like I was like, oh shit. Love the song.
0: I think about pretty girl rock a lot more because I love the music yeah. video so much. But oh, this is a great song.
1: Gabri. I'm so Gabri. She's very pretty. She's gorgeous. I love her. Pretty girl rock. I was gonna say cock and I'm like, that's just gross. I don't know why I would say that. <laughs> I already know what it is We got another one, boy ATL Just throw it in the bag What's up, Brooklyn? What's up, son? What's up, man, boy? Hey, man I got that black air mix
0: with me That was Throw It In The Bag from Fabulous from his debut album Nope, not his debut album This is his debut single from the album Loso's Way and the song features The Dream um, it peaked at number fourteen on the Billboard Hot 100 in July two thousand and nine, and the music video uh, was released in May of that same year. And it features Claudia Jordan as a thief who was stealing from a jewelry store. Is that I don't know. I, I have absolutely no idea who that is.
1: Probably um, athlete,
0: probably. Um, and Christina Milian also makes a appearance Christina in the video.
1: Milian,
0: AM to PM. Yeah, I, I remember this song uh, played at every high school dance I was at, because I was in high school at this point. And I didn't go to every high school dance, but I went to a few. You had
1: dances at your high school? Yeah. We didn't have dances. Really? We, we had eighth grade. We, like, the Garmin Middle Schools had dances, yeah. but... Well, yeah, we had dances. Oh, my God. I used to fucking love the dance. Like, I just thought it was so... Oh, my God. Well, that was, like,
0: most... I feel like most of the stories you guys told me from, like, being in middle school were from the dances and yeah. going to McDonald's after... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. God, to be a kid again. <laughs> Not have responsibilities. Just throw it in the bag. Do people shop at Urban with black cards? Have you ever seen anyone have a black card? I've
0: seen maybe two. Someone spent $1,000 once, and they used a black card.
1: We get people with black cards all the yeah. time.
0: I don't get it that often, but I I've, I've personally have rung somebody up once or twice with a black card.
1: But I also feel like if you have it like you obviously have other cards too and I feel like why would you flex at like Urban like why would you yeah. just use your other cards well the,
0: it was it was like a mom like she spent like a thousand dollars I feel like if daughter. you
1: went to like Neiman Marcus you'd like use your black card yeah. but would you like use your black card at Target I mean I, obviously Urban's like nicer than Target yeah. but no I mean use your Target card at Target
0: 5% off Okay. <laughs> no,
1: I think I, I. I don't
0: know. You know how sure.
1: And you people know are. Ariana Grande says, "I don't need to bribe. I put it in a bag." Can we stop
0: talking about Ariana Grande? I
1: just think it's I'm like so over. okay, like yes, the song is catchy, but like it just it like nothing makes me angrier than like the fact that she has so many young fans and she's just fucking flexing and talking about how rich she is, yeah. and it's like all these kids are gonna be like so spoiled, like. Mm-hmm. And like, if they're like, just because like I grew up not wealthy, like they're going to want these things yeah. and they're going to want to act like they're rich, but like yeah. their poor parents can't afford it. And I it's know. just like, it's fucking annoying to me. Yeah, like, I should agree. we understand that you have money? Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, and I know rappers do it, yeah but most rappers don't have like a specifically just young audience. Yeah. And also, also Ariana true. Grande
0: is arguably one of, if not the biggest artists in the world right now.
1: Yeah. Like, like you shouldn't be, <laughs> I, I don't know. It just bothers me. I don't yeah. think it's a good message to send to anybody. Yeah. No. Now, if you know yo is somebody that you going to take to the hotel room tonight, make some noise. Meet me at the hotel room.
0: Scared about your
1: boyfriend. That's like the me. deepest of my voice. <laughs> <laughs> meet me at the hotel room. That was Hotel Room Service by Mr. Caliocho, Mr. 305, Pitbull, Rebo- from his album, Revolution. This is the third single from his fourth album. It samples "Push the Feeling On" by The Night Crawlers and "Rapper's Delight" by Sugarhill Gang, which I just don't hear. I I just I'm sorry, I just don't hear it. It peaked at number 8 on the Billboard 100, making it his second huh. top 10 hit following "I Know You Want Me," which we've already had. Yes. The song references whatever you like. By T.I., and like that song, when he says, give me that sweet, that nasty, that yeah. gushy stuff, it's a line from Jay-Z's song, I Just Want to Give Love to You. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. There's also a line from Nasty Boy by Biggie. Oh,
0: I love that song.
1: Um, the official remix actually features Pussycat Doll singer Nicole Schreiber's so, like, I always loved this song. Again, I always loved Pitbull. Yeah. And I was, like, listening to it. And it's so fun. And it's just like, hope oh, so, but it's, like, gross. Oh, it's like, gross. Like, he's really gross. Oh, like, this song is so misogynistic and gross. But, like, he, he's just gross in, like, a lot of his songs. Just yeah. like, the shit, like, um, I want to see you, like, climax. Mm-hmm. It's just very sexual. <laughs> oh, no, Come that.
0: That was Say Hey, I Love You by Michael Franti and Spearhead featuring, and I'm not saying this because I am I know it as a word. I'm saying it because it was in the article, Jamaican soulstress Shireen Anderson.
1: Shereen, that's Shireen Tanya Anderson to you.
0: Ah, Shireen Tanya Anderson to me. <laughs> and it was from their album All Rebel Rockers.
1: I totally thought this song came out like so much longer. Like
0: 1997.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea this song came out. No idea. In this day and age.
0: Um, it hit number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number three on the digital songs, number one on the R and B songs and number three on the modern rock songs. Can it make up its mind of what genre it is? Is it an R and B song or is it a rock song?
1: I I get it. I'm like, like, what is this?
0: So weird. Um, (laughs) so I thought this was really funny. Um, Franti wrote the lyrics in the steam of a mirror after a shower what the fuck <laughs> I don't know that's art man he was staying at Woody Harrelson's house and Woody who is he I have no idea and um when Woody he's when sexy when Woody called to ask how the songwriting was going he's like I was, it's going great I think I just wrote a hit song in the bathroom and Wait,
1: Woody Harrelson's the guy in Zombieland yes. right? okay not Woody Allen the horrible no, guy the
0: fucking would... asshole okay And he responded and said, it's going great. I just think I wrote a hit song in the bathroom. And Woody Harrelson goes, is it a number one or a number two?
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Gross, but clever.
1: But like peeing or pooping. But he's also talking about like the song. Yeah. Man, Woody.
0: So the song is featured in literally every single movie and TV show. Yeah,
1: I literally was like dying. Like when I heard it, I was like fuck what movie is, is it so
0: I know this the best from um valentine's day cult classic cult classic you haven't it. seen it love valentine's you're day. wrong you're wrong love valentine's stop day.
1: what you're doing right now and watch valentine's
0: day it's also in Weeds, one of my favorite shows of all time um, I just saw one episode really yeah. that's so good it's so it's literally one of my favorite shows literally I know one of my I never
1: it
0: it's also in Ramona and Beezus <laughs> so is Joey King so is Joey King and Selena Gomez um, the backup plan okay Uh, Bucky Larson, Born to be a Star. All right. Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked.
1: Oh, Chipwrecked.
0: Great. (laughs) And it is also featured in EA Sports video game, FIFA World Cup South Africa. It was also, also Corona Light commercial and Oprah's Last Season.
1: I just love it.
0: I, yeah, what a fun... It's such
1: a cute what a, mom song. What a fun mom song. I feel like... Oh, I just love it. I feel like it just, like, kind of reminds me of summer. I, yeah, I kind of want to crack open a Corona Light yeah. with the boys, the boys being you. Yeah. And just sit outside and listen to this song. Same. I'm, like, so fucking done with winter. And I like, summer. It hasn't been a bad winter. I feel very lucky, knock on yes. wood. Yes, it, has, it's, it hasn't snowed too terribly. It hasn't been too cold. But, like, I'm just so fucking done. over it. Like, I just want... Like, yes, I want summer, but even more so just, like, warmth, and I want sunshine, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to have the windows open, and I want, want to be able to sit outside.
0: I want a consecutive week of just 62 degrees. Yes, days. I just want
1: to sit outside, and, like, I just love being outside.
0: Yeah.
1: Go for a walk, mm-hmm. go for a hike. Yeah. Drink outside. <laughs> That, of course, was She-Wolf by Shakira, Shakira. There's a she-wolf in the closet. From her eighth studio album of the same name. This was a lead single. A Spanish-language translation of the song titled Loba, which features additional lyrical contributions by George Drechter, Drexter, exists. Oh, Musically, she Wolf" is a disco, high, NRG, and synth pop track that details her boredom due to her uncaring partner and how she looks for others to please her.
0: I can totally hear this being an ABBA song. This sounds like it would be a totally, like, 70s disco ABBA song. Yeah.
1: I agree. And it's, like, not really like...
0: Her, no, it's so sick. This, this This might be like one of my favorite
1: Shakira songs. It's yeah, so sick. It's, it's really not like yeah. her. I mean, the, obviously, she's well into her career. Yeah. This is her eighth album, but um, she's taking risks. It still has her like kind of t- touch to it, yeah. but it's just very different. And oh, I totally. love it. I've always loved this song. Um, critics loved it and it commercially did pretty well, it peaked at number 11. So but this is like the first we've had from Shakira, in a, a little bit, right?
0: Probably since hips don't lie. Yeah, definitely since so, hips so. don't
1: lie. Which was what? Two thousand four. Yeah, so it looks like she kind of made like a brief little little hiatus. Come back here, yeah, and then she'll probably do that again, yeah, at some point. Um, we didn't did
0: no, it didn't happen yet because she did the World Cup song Waka Waka this time for Africa. Yeah so I guess that, that was yeah. Later, yeah. Yeah. later yeah
1: and then what else did she I feel like she did something else re- kind of recently but maybe I'm wrong raviosa
0: raviosa
1: <laughs> ravioli ravioli give yeah, me, me the, the formioli. formioli. <laughs>
0: That was "Sexy Bitch," also known as "Sexy Chick" in the clean version, by
1: French DJ David Guetta. Did you know he was French? I know now because I did because he, he produced. I got a feeling it's yes, a French, French DJ. DJ.
0: <laughs> um, and the song also features vocals from Akon, our fave guy.
1: I love Akon.
0: We love Akon. It was the second single from his album "One Love," and
1: One Love.
0: One Love. Sean Kingston. And it was also, um, written by Giorgio Tuanfort, Alune Thyme, Jean-Claude Sandré, and Sandy V. Um, oh, so, the, oh, uh, the song's lyrics talk about, um, the infatu- being infatuated by a woman who's a sexy bitch. That's what it says.
1: Is that seriously yes. it says? <laughs> 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 um, Mixed I po- relate
0: Mixed to positive reviews from music critics They liked the production Of the song But were kind of Ambivalent toward the lyrics Which like I get
1: Okay but also Can we just like Throw it up to Akon Cause he literally says I'm trying to find the words To describe this girl Without being disrespectful I know Thank I you Akon I love Akon Seriously Thank you yeah. Uh, but, yeah But then the words Are sexy bitch. <laughs> 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 well, That's what you can't find That's the best You can do Akon <laughs> What about Sweet Woman? What if if
0: originally he's like, damn, that pussy monster or something? (laughs) Oh my god. What's nicer than Pussy Monster? Sexy bitch.
1: Damn, you're a strong, independent woman. You're a strong, independent woman. Damn,
0: you're a feminist icon. (laughs) A feminist icon.
1: (laughs) Damn, (laughs) you're a pussy monster. (laughs) The
0: song achieved commercial success worldwide. And it hit the top five in several countries, and also topped the charts in Australia, Austria, Canada, Germany, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom.
1: I wish I was the charts.
0: <laughs> Same.
1: <laughs> top
0: me. Um, the song hit number five in the U.S., actually, and it became uh, David Guetta's first top five hit ever, which is crazy.
1: Congratulations, yeah. French. And
0: it, <laughs> it was also his uh, best-selling single in America.
1: Uh, which is pretty cool. Can you even hear this song without thinking of the things? Like, do you think what I think when you hear this song? What? Because I know it was, like, what? mostly a thing between me and Casey, but, like, you were definitely present for, like, a lot of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, whenever I was, like, when we were younger and this song first came out, for for whatever reason, like... I would, like, jokingly, <laughs> yeah. like, strip to yeah. it. So Casey would just, like, always put it on. It, it was almost just, like, the floor is lava type thing yeah. where I'd be like, oh. Yeah. And then, but I'd, like, happily participate yeah. and just strip and then, and then we'd pour
0: water on you all the time. There's a video of us pouring water on you shirtless while you strip to the song.
1: Awesome. Um, then it yeah. me we'll $5 and we'll release it.
0: Okay. So one of my favorite things from this article that I read about the song was a review from Eric Martin from uh, the website Pop Matters. <laughs> he said, the final product... And
1: he said...
0: And Sorry. he said, he said, the final product makes you wonder just how sexy this bitch actually is.
1: <laughs> Wait, I feel like... I feel like I read that, but
0: I didn't do research on that. The song
1: just makes you wonder how sexy this bitch actually <laughs> is. <laughs> In that moment, I was you. <laughs> I'd like to know what the bitch looks like. I would like to see it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I fucking love that. Don't try to explain your mind. I know what's happening here. One, that was Battlefield by Jordan S. Sparks. I'm just kidding. I have no idea what her <laughs> real name is. Jordan Diane
0: Sparks.
1: From her second album of the same name, written by Louis Bianconello, Ryan Tutter, Sam Waters, and Wayne Wilkins, while well, the production was handled by Tutter and The Runaways, which I thought was really cool. Cherry Bomb! It's a mid-tempo pop ballad which draws from the genres of pop, R&B, pop, rock, and soft rock. Wow, all the rock. All my rocks. I love rock. (laughs) Lyrics revolve around a tumultuous relationship where neither side wants to compromise. Why does love always feel like a battlefield? It received comparisons to Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. (laughs) (laughs) And its production was compared to We Belong by Pat Benatar. Uh, Oh, Patty. I agree, like, the sound. I hear We Belong. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously it's going to get compared to Love is a Battlefield because it's literally saying, why does love always feel like a battlefield? (laughs) It was was well-received by music critics who praised the production and lyrics in the... Yeah. In the U.S., it reached number 10 on the BB Hot 100. In June of 2009, she became the opening act for the Jonas Brothers on their world tour. And she performed this song with the band. So, I just want to know why this song's on here, the opening act... But the main act, the Jonas Brothers, is not here. That confuses me to no end. Did we talk about their hit going number one yet or We not? did. Because yeah. we already recorded it? We did. We did. Okay. I'm oh, a sucker for you. I know I've talked about this like 40,000 times, but yeah, I saw them and this was when I had floor seats mm-hmm. and she touched my hand. Is this the song she touched her hand to? No, because it says she performed the song with the band, which I don't really remember, but... Oh, so, that, I so that, that leads me to believe that she came out while they were yeah. already out. Oh, okay. So I guess that makes sense. It might have been that one step at
0: a time. Might have been that. Oh okay. yeah, one step at a time. So I love the part in the song where she's just he like,
1: oh. "You better go get your armor." Oh, this. Song. Get your Oh, it's so I know, funny. I really love it. I love this song I, so I remember so much. I have a video of Casey from her graduation party like screaming the words to this, and I was just like, who hurt you?
0: <laughs> that was Already Gone by Kelly Clarkson from her fourth studio album, All I Ever Wanted. All I ever wanted. I
1: wanted to do. That's not Hulk. Nope. Um, yeah, all I ever needed. That's Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I know. Tell me what to do
0: now. So, it was uh, co-written by Kelly and Ryan Tedder. This is, like, what, his 17th appearance on this so far? Tedder, Tedder. Tedder, Tedder. Tedder, Bear. He also produced it. And it was released as the third single in August 2009. And the song is about a breakup of a relationship. So, there was a lot of controversy surrounding this song and the release of it. Um, so, Kelly claimed that Tedder reused the arrangement on Beyonce's song, Halo, and stated to the public um, that she didn't want them to think that she had stolen it from Beyonce because Beyonce and Halo were, like, the bigger song.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, Tedder claimed that the ac- accusations were hurtful and false. And she actually wanted to prevent the song from being included on the album at all, um, but I hers. don't hear it. I kind of hear it, but not really.
1: Like, I never would have thought that. I don't know. I kind of hear it, but Speaking it's not. Speaking of, yeah. you know Portugal, the man, is, like, trying to sue Jonas Brothers because they say that they stole, like, Feel It Still. Like, I don't hear it at all.
0: Feel It Still is literally sampled from Wait a Minute, Mr. Postman.
1: Well, I do not
0: hear it in Sucker at all. Me neither. Yeah. Conf- Portugal the Man, grow the fuck up. Yeah. You literally they, sampled your song.
1: Everybody always tried, like, um, Def Leppard tried yeah. to sue One Direction for Midnight Memories, saying it sounds like, pour some sugar on me. Which, okay, it does. Yeah. Like, it has, like, the same, like, don't, don't, whatever.
0: Yeah. But, like... <laughs> Despite her dissatisfaction with the release of, of the song as a single, she had to promote it live, um... And she ended up using it as the encore song in her song, her song, her tour for All I Ever Wanted. And all the music video was actually directed by me. Joseph Kahn. I um, the song received yeah. a universal critical acclaim and regarded it as one of the best songs from the album. And the New York Post called it a mixture of Stevie Nicks and music that would be used in a Julia Roberts romantic comedy. Which is kind of funny. I like that. It's very deep. Yeah, and Billboard ranked the song at number nineteen on its greatest l- songs ever released by American Idol contestants. Wow! And they put it at number nine for Clarkson's top fifteen best songs.
1: What was number one? But you don't know. Probably I'm like since you've been
0: gone, a hundred percent since you've been gone. Um, so I thought this was kind of funny. Losing my mind. Um, so. I I they going back to the Halo controversy, um, Kelly was fighting with the record producers because she didn't want to release the song as a single out of respect for Beyoncé. He said, this is going to piss Beyoncé off. This is going to piss our fans off. I
1: know. It's like if there's one person that you don't want to piss off in the music it's industry, Beyonce. it's Beyoncé. It's literally Beyoncé. And, Beyonce Beyonce fans.
0: and um, she wanted to release another song called Cry. Um, but she said, you know what? It sucks. This is one of the things I have no control over. At this point, the record company can do whatever they want. Which sucks. She literally wrote the song, and she had no say in what got released as a single. Look, you work
1: for your record label. The yeah. record label don't work for you. That sucks. I feel bad. You're a slave. You take that pen. Yeah. You sign three, four, five on the dotted line.
0: And she has continued feuding with him in 2010. Let um, it go. She Kobe. said. Uh, she said. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Don't want to get some crazy ass backlash. You got my head snapped off for writing a hit song.
1: Kelly, get over it. No, she's, she's,
0: listen, I don't know. But Ryan Tedder said, you know what? Kelly speaks her mind regardless of any situation. She's great with her lyrics. And I love that she's her own person. She's no puppet.
1: Great. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad the fame didn't change her.
0: I love an outspoken queen.
1: A moment like this. Kelly,
0: Pink, Beyonce, Taylor. We love our, we love our queens.
1: Here we go. This was um, No Surprise by Adultry. Right? Two American Idol contestants in a row. A win and a loser. But there's also Jordan too. Not yeah. in a row. Not but in a row. That's why I said in a row. Second studio. Wait, and there's another one too.
0: Not yet, but he's coming.
1: No, there's another one. We'll get to it. This is from their second studio album, Leave This Town. This is the lead single. It debuted, they actually debuted it on American Idol. Um, obviously, not when they were on it, but like, <laughs> I mean, not when he was on it, obviously, after. Um, it's an alternative rock power ballad with influences of pop rock, hard rock, and post grunge. It utilizes layered vocals and distorted. <laughs> I like, keep like, like my, like, bro, like, I don't even know what's going on with me, with my nose right now. Um, with, it utilized layered vocals and distorted guitars to create a radio friendly track that has been compared to none other than nickelback its lyrics depict a bittersweet breakup between lovers that has been a long time coming it peaked at number 15 of the billboard hot 100 and it was their fourth what it was their fourth and number one but it wasn't number one Maybe it was their fourth top ten. I don't know what I meant to write. They could have hit number one in the rock charts or the adult pop charts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm pretty sure that, like, every song they ever have sounds like Nickelback because they're basically the they're same. They're basically thing.
0: Nickelback with a bald head.
1: I just. I've always had a weak spot in my heart for Christopher Dollitree. <laughs> There's so, something about him. I and mean, I thought I didn't know this song when I looked at the track so yeah. I was and then I had to hear that. Ooh,
0: ooh. <laughs> That's what it's gonna sound like when you're ascending to heaven. heaven. <laughs> Hell. Where the fuck am I going?
1: How the fuck am I getting into heaven? Unless I pay my way with blowjobs. <laughs>
0: That was Love Drunk by Boys Like Girls. It was the lead single from their... Do they? Not in this house. Who's picking straight in this house? (laughs) Do you saw that? Yeah. Ow. I saved all my Vines. I downloaded them onto my computer when Vine ended. I archived them. Um, So this is the lead single from their second studio album uh, named Love Drunk. It is their second-highest charting single to date, peaking at number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, It gained mixed reviews from critics, which I don't understand because I love the song. Um, Some critics enjoyed the track. Um, They said it had a glorious element to it. Um, But some critics and fans criticized the song's similarity to Somebody Told Me by The Killers, which apparently features a similar chorus to Love Drunk, which I don't see. No. No um i love this song the music video is so cool this is actually tuesday on the music video they're at like an arcade
1: i vaguely remember the yeah. video i literally just love this song i don't know i can't describe it and like the lyrics are just like like just the comparisons to like just just that line alone like i used to be loved drunk but now yeah, i'm hung hungover. over it's like, so cute i love it It's so clever it's not cute it's just it's just cute I love you forever, but forever is over. I love that. Sorry, we used to kiss all night, now it's just a fight. It's so, I love it. I, I really love it.
0: Like The killers are the, the killers. <laughs> look at me. Um, oh, look at me. Look at me. Boys like girls. Do. Look what you mean. Oh, I'm sorry, the old girl can't come to the phone right now. Um, it's the, perp, the, the boys like, the boys like girls. Boys like girls are the perfect middle ground of like, perfect pop and like, scene punk music, you know?
1: yeah I just yeah they have like that great sound where yeah, it's like mainstream mm-hmm. but still pretty cool yeah still pretty emo I just oh, I, love, I always loved them me too, me too I always loved them and I love this song yeah <laughs> That was Good Girls Go Bad by Cobra Starship featuring Leighton Meester. That's such a weird statement. I know. (laughs) She's from Gossip Girl, which I've never watched. Neither have I. I've never seen one episode. I saw saw like one or two episodes, but yeah. This was the first single from their third studio album, Hot Mess, which is a perfect uh, way to describe me this past Saturday. (laughs) It was released May 11th, 2009. I only write that down because it's Tim's birthday. Yes love you boo. it was produced by former american idol judge Kara deogarty who the fuck is that
0: okay she's a songwriter she got on the show as a judge because she's a songwriter she wrote one of my favorite songs of all time it's called "Terrified." um a american idol contestant sang it on the show it's amazing katherine mcphee released it as like an official single from her album if you heard it, you might know it. If you saw a picture of her, you might know who she is.
1: Okay, also, Kevin Rudolph yes. produced it, so he's back. He's back. <laughs> it became their first U.S. top hit, peaking at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. It was certified double platinum, denoting over 2 million copies sold in the U.S. It received heavy airplay in Canada as well. The official remix features Flo Rida, which I don't think I've ever heard. Neither I. Critics loved it. Some compared it to Hey Baby by No Doubt. There's a danceable sound. It's catchy. It's radio-friendly. It was actually used in Gossip Girl. And um, it was in an episode of Law & Order SVU, season 16. Oh, cool. Like, in the beginning, I think it was probably, like, they were probably in a club or something. But, like, I just have so many things to say. First of all, what's a good girl? How do you know you're making the good girls go bad? Second of all... I think it's hilarious when she's like, I was standing in the corner with my five best friends. Like, who has five best friends? You. No, I
0: don't. Me, Tim, your mom. Deleted five.
1: (laughs) But, like, okay, even if you had five best friends.
0: they are not over this. What
1: are the chances that you're in the club with them? Minimal.
0: Me, you, Tim like the it?
1: once a year that we go to paradise yeah. for Phil's birthday is the only time I'm in the club with more than one of my best friends I was standing in the corner with my five best friends heard that you were trouble but I couldn't resist I hate that like dynamic of good girls liking bad guys mm-hmm. like well why well does a good boy like a bad girl you know I don't you Tessa that's why I love mm-hmm. Uh, good girl, all the bad guys want. Good girl. Wait, no. Cause she's the girl all the bad guys want. Cause he's a good guy and yeah. he likes her. Yeah. Ask Tessa; she's living proof of what I'm saying. Right. I don't like. After your favorite thing of her all. Her little time. boyfriend. Oh my god, we're so
0: close. Her. What are you dreaming about? Was
1: <laughs> I was just like, ah. Oh.
0: waking up in vegas from Katy perry from her album one of the boys it was actually the fourth and final single uh, she wrote the song with desmond child and andreas carlson and co-produced it with greg wells uh, this is also really cool she and greg wells played all the instruments on the song it was released to u.s radio on april 21st 2009 and it's a pop rock track about an underage couple who gets drunk and blows all their money in vegas Um, The song hit the top ten in eight countries, including the United States, where it peaked at number nine and became Perry's third top ten single. Uh, The music video was directed by Joseph Kahn. Um, It features Katy Perry and actor Joel David Moore from the movie Dodgeball in Vegas Partying and Gambling. Um, It was actually also a playable track on Guitar Hero. Uh, So Perry described the song as um, a time she was dating a boy, was, uh, she was 21. They went to Vegas on a whim and decided to get fake married. They took a bunch of fake pictures, uh, bought a fake wedding cake, and sent the pictures to her manager and her family, who freaked the fuck out and scared the shit out of them. It was her most hilarious and stupid prank she ever pulled.
1: That's funny.
0: Yeah.
1: I literally love this song Me so too. much. Like I can't even. Like. I know Katy Perry's like annoying now, but like I realized like through this podcast, like how many straight bops she had. Her
0: first album. I'm not trying to sound like that person. Like a Teenage Dream, I will never not deny is one of the greatest albums so of all time. Good. This first album, One of the Boys, is perfect. It is so good.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just mannequin. Ever, oh my god! Everything.
0: Every single song on this album could have been a single.
1: Yeah. I just love this song. This song is so good. This is this has gotta be one of my favorites on the album so yeah. far. Well this I mean the now CD. Oh totally. You're on the phone, your girlfriend, she's upset.
0: I understand that this is your turn to talk, but at the same time I wanna say what the song is with you. That was "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift from her album *Fearless*, released on November 11,
1: 2008. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. I get that Taylor Swift's like your yeah, girl, yeah. but this is my song. I know song. this is your song, and like, not even like for
0: the research, but this is like your song. I
1: know. Also, there's a
0: fun fact about the song that I hope you remember to mention about you and I. Okay. Let's see if you
1: do. What's happening? <laughs> it, was co- <laughs> it was co-written by Swift and Liz Rose and produced by Nathan Chapman, but she also helped to produce it too because she's a man. She's a woman of many hats.
0: she's a man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the third single from the album. This is her first song from Fearless.
0: This is her third song from for the Third single. No. On okay. the Now's Love yeah. Story. Oh, okay, okay. White Horse was the second single.
1: It was in, she was inspired after hearing a male friend of hers arguing with his girlfriend on a phone, over the phone. She fi- continued to develop the storyline afterward. There's many pop music elements and lyrically describes an out-of-reach love interest. Yes. So I'm just going to take this time to tell all of our listeners that when I was in high school, I was, quote, in love, unquote, with my best friend at the time. <laughs> Not Will. <laughs> Now she's just... I know it's hard to believe, but it was not well. So I was friends with this guy all throughout high school. I was, like, obsessed with him, and he had a girlfriend a lot of the time, but specifically this one girlfriend, and she was a cheerleader, and I just thought it was so, like, this was just my song, and it's, like, every, like, lyric in this was just so real to, like, our situation. Not that they, like, would fight all of Mm -hmm. the time, but, like just that feeling of like, oh I've been here all along, like I'm right in front of you, like you need to pick me. Like that's exactly how I felt. So this song used I I actually have like PTSD. Like hearing like the beginning notes of this song like make me feel some type of way. But like I love it.
0: Shorts, skirts, I wear T shirts.
1: Yeah, I just everything about it. Um so one favorite song of the two thousand ten Kids Choice Awards and it received Nomination at the 2010 Grammys for Song of the Year, Record of the Year, and Best Female female, (laughs) Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. It was a commercial success. It hit the top ten in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, and the U.S. In the U.S., it became her highest-charting single on the Billboard Hot 100 at the time, and has become her third best-selling single. It gained the largest crossover radio audience since Faith Hill's "Breathe" did in 2000, 2000. It was certified seven times platinum by the RIAA it is one of the best-selling singles of all time with worldwide sales of more than 7 million units. Um, so I feel like it's just funny that we've had so many that have had such success. Yeah, I know. Like this album is just yeah. filled with, like, top hits. Oh, yeah. The music video is directed by Roman White. Mm-hmm. Love that name. She's playing two characters. One's a nerd, one's a popular girl. Um, the video won Best Female Video at the 2009 MTV... MTV VMAs, but during her speech, Kanye West interrupted her, protesting in support of Beyonce. This caused a reaction in the media, many coming to her defense.
0: How could you not come to her
1: defense? I know. Like, when I wrote that down, I was like, who didn't come to her defense? Like god that was such a thing and like yeah. when I was when I was doing the research I literally just didn't know that yeah. it was during the song yeah. like I like, obviously knew that that happened yeah. but I was like oh shit so fun fact
0: she after she won this award and Kanye did that she was the next performance she had to go right backstage to perform after this happened. Really? To her. Yeah. And she did, and everyone says that she did the best performance of the night. She was in the subway, and it was a one shot of her performing in the subway. And it This followed, song? Or? Yeah. This song. And it followed her through the New York City subway system up to um, Radio City Music Hall, which is so cool. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, it was also the opening number at the Fearless Store. Yeah. Did you go to that?
0: I didn't. I wish I did, but it was so cute because there was a video, a music music concert video of the Fearless tour. And in the beginning of the song, she's in like this like band outfit. And at the second chorus, her dancers rip her outfit off. She's in this sparkly silver dress.
1: Oh, that's cute. What are you talking about between you and I? This
0: was your sweet 16 candle song for me.
1: Oh, I did not remember. Really? That. This was yeah. This was your sweet sixteen candles. That's weird that I would do that though.
0: Because we, I mean, I loved Taylor Swift, and you, it was just like you know. I
1: know, but it's like this was yeah. my song for him. Like I it's know. just weird.
0: Yeah. That was "You Can Only Love Me This Way" by. Keith Urban, he's back
1: From his album Defying Gravity Uh,
0: It was released on June 2009 as the third single from his album Defying Gravity, which Steph just said Uh, It was his 11th number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 country songs Fuck it up Uh, The song received favorable reviews from music critics Uh, Slant Magazine said that the song recalls the drippiness of early 90s Richard Marks and Bryan Adams
1: you know what the music kind of reminds me of what the um that Janet Jackson song where it's like I can't think of what it's called (laughs) just leave me alone okay I don't know
0: alright that's all I really had to say about the song oh
1: okay Why'd I have to go and be a fool again? Why'd I have to go and make a big thing out of nothing? I didn't know what That was Had It All by Catherine McPhee. So this is the last song. This is the bonus whatever. Yeah, you want to know track. Song 21. 21. This is the first single from her second studio album, Unbroken. It was first released on her MySpace page. It's written by David Hodges, Mitch Allen, and Cara Diagardi, That Bitch Again. It describes the song as being about a girl that went out to look for a different love and thought that she could find something better and realized in the end, wow, I really had it all. She also says the song is very much upbeat with a positive vibe to it, which I disagree with because I feel like it sounds really sad. Yeah, I know. It was received positively. Katie from HitFix described the song as "Oh Katie Hasty" from HitFix. <laughs> You're on a
0: first name basis with Katie. Katie
1: Katie from HitFix described the song as warm, percussive, but not dancey, and a little bit more soulful than sultry, and commented on its country crossover appeal, adding, "If there was a pedal steel and a twang in the back of her throat, this would be a modern country hit." I don't know about all that. So she's American Idol, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we
1: had Jordan.
0: Daughtry. Kelly.
1: Catherine. Catherine.
0: Um, and then Katy Perry's a judge. Keith Urban was a judge.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and the, Jason Derulo was not. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, all she wrote for that's this all, one.
1: Yeah, that is all she fucking wrote, yeah. bro.
0: What was your goddamn favorite from this amazing? This is this might be one of my favorite ones so far. This is a really good one.
1: Take a shot. You know what? Don't take a shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not encouraging drinking anymore. Yeah. Um, it's really hard because I was like originally thinking like, oh, I gotta go with waking up in bacon mm-hmm. but I feel like it's love drunk.
0: Love drunk. So it's a good choice
1: but so it's between those two but yeah. i feel like i'd say I love yeah. drunk gun to my head
0: mine is easily you belong with me i know easily I, I, you I just, belong like, with as me. much
1: as i love the song yeah. i can't pick it yeah like even though like i'm fine yeah. i'm over it i'm married it's just like the like i instantly get brought back to like the heartache that yeah. i felt while listening mm-hmm. to it so you belong with me you know there are just like some songs that make you feel some type of way yeah. Um,
0: So, yeah, as always, follow us on our
1: Instagram. That's what I call a podcast. Yeah, let us know if you... Actually, no one's going to listen and let us know, but let us know if you liked our new dynamic. I liked it. I actually really liked it. Because it made my life so much easier. But it was also fun to listen to you and like have you tell me things I didn't know about these songs Mm -hmm. because when we're both talking, I'm not listening. (laughs) I don't know. I can't describe it. Okay. Like, I'm not paying attention. I don't know. Leave me alone. All right. Thank you guys so much for checking in on what we're up to. Yeah. And, um...
0: If you send us $5, I'll Venmo you my nudes.
1: I already told him to send me $5 for something.
0: A video of us pouring water on your sexy boobs.
1: I will send you your own personal video. Yeah two dollars at this point a buck 50 free
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just want the attention
1: bye guys bye